Hey, Ansel Lee here. Welcome to this edition of Common Grounds. Common Grounds is a place where we can come together over around a cup of coffee to talk about life experience, talking about business experience, building relationships, so you will succeed in both personal and business life. So, hey, grab a cup of coffee, sit back, uh, enjoy this brew and listen in to our conversation today. Hey, Ansel Lee here. Um, hey, with another edition of Common Grounds. Hey, Common Grounds is a place that we come together over a cup of coffee or a bottle, bottle of water um, to, uh, you know, to share life, to share life experience um, and business experience so that you can maybe get something out of this so that that it would uh, bless your life and that you could incorporate some of this into uh, what you're doing to be successful. So uh, today I've got a really good friend of mine um, here, a guy named Dan Fife. Dan Fife um, is the uh, CEO of Awakening Events. I first met Dan uh, when we were on a, a, a committee together called Toadsuck Days. Yes. And um, uh, Dan did, um, it's, a, it's a festival in Conway, Arkansas, that where we, I, about, back then it was probably about 250,000, somewhere between two, 250,000 people attend. It's just a weekend event and we had music and, and Dan was at the point at yeah. the time. And uh, so I got, I got to, man, he, he coordinated all of our music. And uh, that was to, 20 years ago, by yeah, the way. Yeah, I know. 20, I know. 2000. I saw the picture of uh, the, you posted the other day of uh, Charlie Daniels. Yes. The, the picture of, and that, man, what a, what a concert that was. That was, um, that was, uh, I mean, there were, there were so many people there yes. we, that we didn't know what to do. <laughs> well, let's just say that Charlie Daniels set protocol of uh, a lot of things that were to come, and there were follow up meetings on Dan. We were not ready for this many people in downtown Conway. I, I, I think there was the, I remember seeing, that was the first, not the first year we did it, but the first year I remember looking up and literally seeing people on rooftops that were not supposed to be on right. rooftops. Exactly. They were not business owners that had proper access. They were fans that had shimmied up drain uh drain post and like the the large ones on the back of these commercial buildings when i say shimmied up i mean climbed up and and we're watching and for a couple of blocks oh i'm telling you it, it, was, <clears throat> it was massive it was massive and there are people you know our of course our venue was right next to railroad tracks we had people standing on the railroad tracks and yeah. uh, I mean, it was just, um, <clears throat> yes. somebody had uh, a friend of mine. I don't know if you remember Denise Winkleman, Denise uh, actually was a singer and had opened for Charlie Daniels. Oh. Um, before that, she told me beforehand, she said, I don't think you guys realize who you have and what kind of following Charlie Daniels has. Not, not that I want to get up and talk about Charlie, but it, that was, that was, uh, that was something else. Yeah. You know, and I think that was going back to those days um, early on when I was asked to join and I mean Wayne Cox was right right you know I knew and he was you know I, I still think he's like the 
unannounced mayor or something, you know, or something. <laughs> but um, or <clears throat> but anyway, Santa. Yes. But um, <laughs> I remember trying to please everybody, you know, and uh, it was a very limited budget. And there were a lot of people that helped raise that money, you know. Right. That that we raised a lot of that to do that, and it was always. I looked for artists that had had one had to be family friendly, right? Two were multi genre, and Charlie's kind of undefined. I mean, right. I mean, one that crowd is, and and he and you know, in his passing in the last was it was it this last year? I lose track. It's, right, it runs together, but but. It's just testimony to the life that the man lived, right? To, from way back to there, and and um, he he was not afraid or ashamed or whatever to talk about his faith anywhere, right? And, and but but he crossed rock, pop, country, southern rock. I mean, you just keep going, and ev- everybody loved Charlie Daniels. Uh, it was and still and I, do yeah and that's what denise had shared with me she said i don't again before she kind of said i don't know if you're aware and i and i just like yeah 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 until we, I, we got up on top of that that building and looked at the crowd uh, i'm gonna tell you i knew it was gonna be big but i did not know that it was going to be <laughs> huge yeah. huge Okay. Yeah. It, well, hey, so there but, you go. but bottom line, well done for getting Charlie Daniels to come to Toad Sack Days. You know? I think I think after that's when they started saying throttle this back. Yeah. You know. Well, that was a it's well, another uh, discussion. Yeah. So so hey, I, I want to jump to, um, um, you know, from twenty years ago. Yeah. Gosh. Uh, to, you know, what are you doing right now what, with Awaken Events? Well, you know, there's this thing called COVID-19. I know. And, uh, you know, it's it's really, I'm going to say, like, Awakening Events, as it is, I want to say, is built, you know, some people talk about managing and working from the top down. My theory's different. Um, it's, you've got to be the roots of your organization. And... And you go and you work from, you know, I'm the bottom, bottom up. And, um, you know, ultimately, I mean, I can look out the window and make a decision and being sole owner, you know, as long as Marty's happy. That's correct. That's my wife. <laughs> you know, no, nah, I'm kidding. But, but, you know, but, but it's a great team. Where I'm going with this is right. it's a team. I've got crazy. It's there's 19 full-time people. Hmm between here in Arkansas, Nashville, and a couple of people in Milwaukee that are key. My operations manager actually is in Milwaukee. Really? But um uh but it's a it's a team effort and you know March it's crazy but on March thirteenth was when it all came to a close for us in the entertainment industry. Right as a whole alive entertainment right. live concert industry and we happened to be at Verizon Arena which is now Simmons Bank Arena right on Friday the 13th of March um 
we were I'm not superstitious, mm-hmm. but I'm still saying it's Friday the thirteenth. But we were at, at we were there when we were loading in with Toby Max hits deep tour, which is our you know, currently it's our largest, you know, arena tour that we do that's got six different artists on it and right. We've been doing it for the last almost seven years. And uh but that was the day we were at home and we were loaded in all seven trucks, all the artists were ready to go, and that we were trying to we were had been just consumed for the last seventy two hours of we thought we knew going into the day that was going to be our last show of this tour we were going to postpone the rest, but we didn't know what the invisible enemy as we called it at the time right. really was but and we were like trying to get clarification from the powers that be in the state going, nobody was telling us we couldn't have the concert. Right. We were sold out, lower bowl, just the whole, you know, it's 6,400 people. And, and, uh, but I was watching the, the governor speak after the president spoke. And when the first reporter asked Governor Hutchinson, Hey, what do you plan to do about the Toby Mac concert tonight <laughs> at Verizon Arena? And I went, I texted Toby and his manager, and she happened to be on site that day. Hmm. I said, we have to get together now. <laughs> right. And I knew we weren't going to have it, but um, we pulled the plug with everything hanging in there in an arena. And it, you know, which. No one told us you had to, but it ultimately was the right thing to do. And that's what I love about the artist I work with is you, you get to always make the right decision, you know? So it takes us to today. Here we are. Well, it was, you know, starting to be depressing when you're wired to do live events and that's what you do or. You know, or you're on a church staff and you you bring people together on Sunday or for us it was different days of the week. I mean, when that's taken away from you, you there's just a huge void, you know. And but we started our team, we started going, okay, what it's not what we can't do, okay, what can we do? You know, because I was we were as we got into April um, just w- within about a month, we saw a picture in, uh, from an artist in Denmark, um, over in Denmark, across the pond, that had showed up at a drive-in theater, and I think he got on the building, you know, and had a little speakers and sticks and right. did this thing to just t- get live music for the first time in 30 days, and people sat in their cars. And... Uh, so we moved. We decided we're talking with Dave Wagner at Newsboys really pushed us to figure it out. And we started talking um, regularly and started talking with all of our artists, their managers, their agents, and embarked on a drive-in theater concert series. So we were th- not thinking about what we started thinking. Okay, we can't focus on what we can't do look, we can't do what we can't do. 
I mean, that sounds crazy, but you can't force it. This is a pandemic. This is things that we're, it feels like at the time, you know, four weeks in, we're like, this feels like what we read about in history books in school, mm-hmm. but we still had no clue. Right. And quite frankly, we were all thinking that we were going to be back to doing what we do in August, you know, because by the way, at that point, you know, the, well, this virus doesn't like heat, so it'll go away in the heat. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that was right. But anyway, <laughs> I have to listen. My mother, one thing I'm going to bring into this because if so, people understand me better, but it gets me in trouble. My mother, who I love dearly, is is uh, 77. But one of the things she's always said is, you have to find humor in the darkest moments. Yeah. And she, um, to this day, will tell you she has this space in her front teeth that she's always said hey johnny carson david letterman the people that have the gift of humor they have the space so i've always said you know well she's got that but so i always in the in the moments i will find crack a joke you know because uh, that's what mom did it could be a funeral it could be anything right. you know and and uh and my dad would always say, Virgie, that's her name. She's German, you know, Virgie. Why? <laughs> because I can, you know. <laughs> and so, uh, but anyway, um, we really just were like trying to figure out, okay, let's talk about what we can do. And like I said, Dave Wagner from from Newsboys Management was really challenging us because they had done outdoor events back in the day when they didn't have to at malls where they set up the dome, which and this festival Condios thing, and and they like carried this inflatable dome around that would cover three thousand people. Well, it didn't really make sense because you had to social distance. We right. don't need a dome, right. you know. But they had experience like that, and he kept pushing us and. We were kicking it around, and right now we're out on the road with newsboys and doing a combination of, you know, like tomorrow night, Friday night in Ball Knob, Arkansas, places that we haven't really been on the tour roster, outdoor field at my buddy's farm, and we're going to go draw pods, and we got a mobile stage, and people all across America are showing up to these kind of things that we're doing. And and uh, the team has been doing an amazing job, but the drive-in theaters—that's that's something that that going back to the April, right? You know, we looked at that, and and I had this clear moment, this voice that said, "Don't try to make these too big." Because, you know, it's like going back to the Charlie Daniels comment, you know, that was massive. And you lose control. Right. So I really felt like bass hits, the phrase bass hits just kept coming into me. And um, I said, we need to go out and do bass hits. And that's Mm. take our headliners that we're normally playing arenas with, Toby Mac, Casting Crowns, Newsboys, Newsboys. Zach Williams and Big Daddy Weave. I mean, we got 
we put first time ever, put Michael W. Smith, Stephen Curtis Chapman, Mike Powell from Third Day with a bass player and drummer together as a band <laughs> and took them to drive-in theaters across America. And people flipped because you got two of the best solo artists, right. two icons, right. amazing, Michael and Steven. And, right. of course, Mac fronted his solo career and Third Day. And you put them together, and I said, that's my – Christian version of Crosby, Stills, and Nash, <laughs> you know? Hey, and it and it has been amazing because they're just, you know, we would have never done that if it wasn't a pandemic. Right. And I had to kind of take the, you know, it took a minute to get all the, the people lined up to go, are you sure? And I'm like, yeah, man, yes, we're sure. And, um, uh, we need to give people something they can't buy off the shelf, you know, that that's unique and not just the same old, same old. And so that particular outing was, it really was special. It was, I, I think it's going to be part of Christian. Those three are going to make it part of Christian music history because they've worked together individually in pairs, but never the three of them. And they've been 30, around 35 years. Interrupted. Pause. Pause. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love it. Come here. I'm going to spell way longer than I'm currently. <laughs> <laughs> we got history. <laughs> That's funny. Good to see you, Mark. <laughs> huh? No, no, no. No dogs. Um, so, Michael, Stephen, and Mac, 35 years, they've been doing this. I think it was 115 number one songs mm. collectively, mm. you know, and we work with all those guys individually, but they'd never been on the same stage together collaborating. Wow. And that's something that I'm super proud of. We've, we again, work with them independently and, and have had, you know, Mac with both of them, but it just one of those things that had there not been this pandemic and, I'm not saying, hey, it's great we had a pandemic, but I'm saying it's people stepping back to think. To I said it, if I think I said it like this: if we continue to think like we did around March 10th or 11th today, then we're not going to be here. Right. I mean, that's and multiple people have said that, but. Um, of course, but whatever your space is in life or business, I think you have to step back and think about what you can do, hmm. you know, and not, you know, quitting's not an option. Right. But, um, but these drive-ins, there's about 335 or so working drive-ins in America. Wow. And so the idea, you know, there's 
the idea was some people at first thought, oh, you're going to film a concert and show it at a drive-in. And I was like, no, we don't want to do that. That's boring. Right. You know, we can do, I can stay on my couch and do that. But our idea was, you know, sitting there as I soon up Dennis, who's was involved in it, still to this day's production manager for awakening events. And he was going back to those toad suck days. I've literally worked with him since 1993. Wow. So, um, but, but I was like, man, the vision is let's take this, you know, this small 24 by 20 stage that honestly none of these artists would ever play on. Right. I mean, they would, it, it's always bigger. Mm-hmm. To paint the picture, the stages they're normally on are about 56 by 48. Right. So we're like, let's carve this down. Let's have enough lights that the three of us could carry in in our hands. Let's just make it about the music. And that's my thing, you know, a great song is not a great song because of the lights and the video. It's got to be the lyrics and the music. And so, but to then have this huge 120-foot video wall behind us, it's like U2 kind of huge stadium thing, and show that concert footage on it, Um, that's what we've been doing. Wow. And... From June 22nd until October 30th, um, we will have done about 165 drive-in theater mm-hmm. concerts in the South, Southeast, Midwest, yep. Texas, pretty much on the eastern half to almost two-thirds of the U.S. And uh, I, I'm absolutely proud to say that it's totally the team yeah it's a case of our team the artist team are you know partners like food for the hungry and altrua health share that great organizations that work with us on all our tours um if k-love i i mean any of those people or entities that i just mentioned if any of them said, uh, we're, we're, we've got a fear of this or that, we're not going to do it, the whole thing fell apart. Right. Because, you know, it, it that entire, you know, I'm sure you've seen, you know, the blogs and the papers and the TV reports that the entertainment industry, and I should say the live event right. industry. Right is and that because that takes in expos and everything mm-hmm. is the one of the hardest hits segments of business right and it's almost like there's no response almost as it appears there's not because they weren't you know places like Simmons Bank arena because they're quasi government, and I'm not getting political, I promise. But because because of the way they're operated, they were like, you know, built with county bonds or whatever it was. They didn't qualify for PPP, not a dime. And they're good drive by there. It's empty. Hot Springs Convention Center, same way. All these, all your amphitheaters, 
concert halls, theaters. I mean, most of those are owned by city, county, or state entities, but yet they operate by like a board-driven, you know, process. So they're not like county or state employees with benefits for the most part. So, but they're caught in this vacuum and they're really hurting. And so for us, this was a way for us to go, you know what, we're going to go create our own PP after this window of what we do get. Right. You know, and at time we didn't even know we were going to get anything, but, but we, I'm there. I just can't lay off or furlough people that have helped build this over the last 15, 16 years, you know? And so, and today because of the team's hard work and all the artists, we've not had any layoffs or had any furloughs or had any cuts. We've just kept our heads down and kind of, as we say, kick the can down the road, you know, and, and took the music to the people. So, Hey, going to these smaller venues, um, what kind of response have you got from 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 taking them to to the to being smaller? You know what? Amazing. I mean, when we first talked about it, there was this "let's try one," and I went, "Well, you can't." You know, look, you're research. You, you know, research. I mean, you don't try. You don't sample one. Right. And it, and that was kind of the going. Well, you know, this is new. You know, all that. And I'm like, you know what? these drive-ins are already open. They're already naturally social distanced for the most part. Right. You know, I mean, there's some where you had to skip car spaces, but it, it was not like you were parking and then sending everybody through an entry gate out into a, right. you know, right. this was about the best you get in this day and age that we're in right now. Mm-hmm. But it was. I'll quote. You know what? I will quote uh, Melanie Hall, who's tour manager and Mark Hall's wife for Casting Crowns. We've done, uh, I think, fifty-two or three shows with them since the summer into the end of this month, and my daughter Shelby's out with that, and uh, right, and and managing it, and and Melanie said. Um, Dan, I've challenged my agent, my agency, and management company to uh, to always put me in some new places I've never been. She goes, I've looked at this list, and the first list we were doing was like 28 towns. Right. Not cities, towns. Right. right. And she said, I've never been to one of them. <laughs> and so they were excited because they got to take – their music to places that we never ever have been. Mm. I mean, I, I mean, even some of them are very few or even suburbs of major markets. And, uh, we, it, it's been really cool. Mm. And ultimately we have gotten, you know, these drive-ins are owned typically their own by, second and third generation family members that had a love for movies 
And a lot of them are open, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Maybe in the summer they've got more nights they're open. But we've had several of them call us and just say, hey, listen, our accountant said you need to spend some money, you know, because we've taken four shows to them. And I can tell you it's it's not like the amount of people going to an arena. You're talking, again, base hits, 200 to 500 cars, which represents – you know, a thousand to, you know, twenty five hundred people. Right. That's like a small. That's a good sized theater. Right. But a lot of these are around, you know, two fifty, three hundred. Right. But the artists have loved it hmm. because you got, you got us. You know, it's not like, well, what Christian concert was here or what concert was here, you know, last month. You know, it was like wait. Casting crowns. Wait, Toby Mac, Zach Williams, Big Daddy Weave, Newsboys. You know the Michael, Stephen, Mac. Wait, these people are coming. So we've layered them across the there. We would layer them every six weeks or so. And uh, I mean, some of these towns have had four concerts from artists collectively are all playing theaters to arenas this summer. Right. You know and some of the fans like in the summer we saw people as they got better equipped to kind of move around in their bubble we saw families that uh stacy was just telling me our my director of touring how she's out with toby mack and how she saw some of the same people five different drive-ins this this year you know and right. like hey stacy you know right. and uh but they they loved it. And I think, you know, for me, like when I would want to see any of my favorite artists, I mean, yes, I'll go see them at an arena or a theater. But if something pops up that I get that intimate setting, intimate setting like that, right, to where I can see them that's really raw, I'm all in. Yep. You know, you know, I think there's something <clears throat> as I've shared with several, uh, you know, you, you know, God's up to something and in, in during this pandemic and what is, what is he doing with, with Christians and what is he doing with the church? And, you know, I think, uh, the word smaller is really the, really the key word. And what I say smaller, but also more, more personal, personable, um, personal yeah. you know um to be able to go to these places that you never would you would just skipped over and it, it's um it, it's a big deal and I, I i just i see that and we talked a little bit about the digital church you know yeah you know where we are with the digital church and that it's you know i, I it's more personal and it's smaller um and i i, I just see this See, I have, I do not know God's mind. Let me just say that. But I, I, oh, come I, on. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I know His heart. Yeah. And, um, and I know that there's something to this. There, there's something to all this, um, on, on the smaller thing. Hey, I, 
you know, everybody, we all have our own opinions, you know, and you hear, well, we hear a lot of people today that you wish we didn't have to sit through their opinions, but, um, <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I think what you're saying, it, it goes back to that what we can do, not what we can't do. Right. right. And I, I have no statistics to back up what I'm about to say. <laughs> but I do think, you know, that, you know, we all know that, that um, Christmas and Easter, you know, Sometimes if a church had one service on Sunday morning, well, they may have Christmas Eve and right. they have two. There, there's a more people right. that show up. I, I wouldn't be a bit surprised that you have a lot of people that are tuning in on their laptop and mine's sitting right here or their phone right? that, that could be anywhere in this pandemic when churches were not coming together, yeah. but yet churches that church staffs that decided to get, um, to meet this head on and go, this is what we can do. Right. Might be reaching more people than a typical Sunday morning, you know, and yep. I, I'm going to take it a step further, you know, cause, cause, um, you know, growing up where we've grown up, I, I, and and one of the things I'm thankful for is is that this contemporary Christian music live touring right kind of took me out of my zip code yeah bubble for a while and and got to sit with some people who you know like. Toby, who his entire life with DC Talk till now, it's the same message of diversity in a sense of people of color right. coming together and all walks of life right. and not, you know, the separation. Because Sunday morning is definitely the most segregated hour of the week. Mm. Yeah, and I said that. And mm -hmm. I and and I I think personally there's hope here that that's been changing slowly and I know some people might argue you know there's things I won't ever 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 understand being you know 52 year old you know Caucasian male right that I, I'm not but I know I sit and talk to my friends of color and have opened dialogue over the last 10 years yep. in those circles and got to hear some things that were way before, you know, some of what's been going on. Right. But I think in this day and age, there's probably a larger spectrum of colors that are coming together yep. digitally and checking out churches yep. than was on Sunday morning because yep. it was yep. – I, you know, I, I mean, heaven forbid, you know, somebody felt awkward. Right. You know what I mean? Sure. And that's just me. I, look, I I don't have, you know, the only filter I got right now is this <laughs> thing over this microphone. And 
you know, and that, but that's me and I mean it. I love yeah. everybody, you know, everybody. Yeah. And it's like, um, but I, I think that there's some positives that are coming out of this really uh, unfortunate, uh, crappy thing. Yeah. You know, it's just tough, but they're, they're, and it's been like that all through time. Yeah, I think those things have happened if we study it. Yeah, for sure. I I think that um, that uh, the great you know there have been great um, things moved forward during these times that have happened in the past, and a lot and, more that needs to move. Yeah, you know, let's be real that there's a lot, a lot that believers and people you know, that come together on Sunday morning, we, there's a lot more that we should be doing, Hmm. you know, and, you know, somebody would say, well, fill in the blank, tell me what we should be doing. And I think, well, it's probably easier to answer that by what we shouldn't be doing. Right. Than what we should. That's kind of how I look at it, Hmm. you know. Uh, agreed agreed um so um hey so uh, what else do you want to tell us about what you're doing right now or um now you you're, you've got a a grandbaby on the way yes and we have uh, a granddaughter uh, on the way and and uh congratulations Thank on you. that i'm so happy for you um the magnificent uh, one is what i said <laughs> Man, you just don't know. As I've shared, I just we, as we talked about before, you just I didn't I didn't realize what love was until I had my grand, first grandson. Holy cow! That's so it cool. It just just knocked me out. I you know. I I can't wait. You wow. know, it's it's a, you know this year. I mean, you know, Shelby and Diego got married in January, right? Um, and. Uh, and then Anna Kay and Austin were just married September twenty right. seventh, so we've had a busy year. Wow! And uh, you know we had a. She always wanted. Uh, Shelby had the 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 big wedding. She lives in Nashville, and right? So we had to find a venue there and a lot of people, and it was amazing. It was it was, it was just really special. Hey. At the same way, it was like. You know, Anna Kay had always said, hey, I want to get married in the backyard. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, she ended up getting married in the backyard in Destin. <laughs> um, but, you know, we had about 30 or 40 family members and uh, really small, intimate. But that's what she wanted pre-COVID, you know. Right. Um, and, you know, you've all our all our children are wired different, you know, and that's what makes life beautiful. And uh, it keeps it interesting. That's that's for sure. And no, it does. It does. Yeah. And having, you know, having now six children, um, it's. Wow. Uh, I've got uh, actually. We um, not to. Uh, we've got actually probably a, um, in my family uh, not. In my with my children, but two three weddings in twenty one. Wow! So uh, so we're 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 really busy too. Uh, so, but uh, listen, thank you so much for taking time uh, today to talk to me and kind of give me an update as to you know 
what all's going on in your world. And, um, and uh, I just, uh, man, you're a friend. And, oh, thank you. You too. And I, I just, uh, I, I, man, I, I'm, I'm excited about what you guys are doing. Uh, in these small venues, and um, and I think that <clears throat> you know that the Lord has great things to do yet, and uh, I'm I'm anxious to to see where it all goes. So Thanks. so bless you, and um, hey, uh, if you're if you'd like to know more about uh, 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 what Dan does or in uh, awakening or, events, uh, awakening awakening events. Hey, you can either uh, go to their website, which is awakeningevents.com. Yeah. <laughs> or contact me directly on my, on my, on my media, and I will um, do my best to, to get you a quick answer. So, at any rate, thanks so much for joining us today. And uh, hey, we'll look to, look to talk to you soon. Thank you.